Hold on. Say what? Uh, maybe. I might pick. I don't know. I might pick it up. Uh, you can go ahead. I don't care. This is domestic life. This is domestic life, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Madness Continues podcast. This is Brendan Lemon. I'm your host. Uh, you know who I am, though, because there's only about 12 people who probably listen to this at any given time. And I work with all of you, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that that is the case. Uh, I'm sure that that's the case. But you know what? I work with a lot of great people. Um, that was my girlfriend, Gloria, who lives with me here in the apartment. It's really... It's really, if I'm uh, being honest, it's really her apartment. It's uh, it's her apartment. I just live in it. Uh, I pay rent to her, like a um, like a you know, like a uh, like an indentured servant, or like <laughs> like like a like some kind of what ward of the state that's uh, <laughs> someone has has given her, like an orphan, you know. Except I uh, also. I also uh I I, I th- she does more around here than I do. So it's not like I'm an in- it's not like I'm the indentured servant. I'm just a lazy servant. Is <laughs> Part of me everybody. Uh really really excited to do this episode. Uh I was I had a great time last week. I hope you guys did. This is episode number 2. If you're hearing this, I still don't have any intro music which is coming together from uh my very good friend Bass X. Uh, who will be linked, of course, moving forward, so you guys can get a touch of, of his stuff. I might also do some guest uh, starting music from Dende, who's also a buddy. Um, he's really amazing. He did the music for my special, which I will link in the show notes here. And uh, these guys are really talented people. It's amazing the kind of people you run into in the world of, uh, of, of creative things, of music, or of creative people. Um Actually, what was fascinating is Gloria, uh, Gloria and I went to a comedy, uh, pardon me, not a comedy, a music house show. We went to a music house show on Friday. This was a uh, an indie music show that was taking place at her friend's um, apartment, which was cool. We do a comedy house show out of our apartment called House of Jokes. It goes on about once a month here in Chicago. And it's just a group of the sort of the local comedians here in Chicago. They... You just come out and I get like, you know, five or six of them or whatever. But he does about 10 minutes. It's like a 60, 75 minute show, something like that. And uh, we did one recently, which was great. <clears throat> but we went out to this music house show and this was really cool. We had three different groups. Uh, there was the opening group, uh, Boo Baby. You can check them out. There are two improv guys in Chicago, it turns out. Uh, then there's Snail with a Y. Which is, uh, I don't even know where that Y goes. I think it's S-N-A-Y-L-E. But it could be S-N-A-I-L-E-Y. <laughs> S-N-Y-A-L-E. I don't know how this, how this band spells this name. They're not from Chicago. They're from Champaign-Urbana. Which, if you're listening to this show in the Russian Federation, and according to SoundCloud, one of you was listening to this in the Russian Federation, uh, <laughs> you don't know where Champaign-Urbana is. Uh, let's, uh, let me describe it for you. It's a, it's a, uh, a town that is uh, in the middle of a cornfield. 
and it's filled with university hipsters. And this band, Snail, was not an exception. They were very much university hipsters, but they were great. This is my favorite one of the evening. And then the last one was an independent rapper named Malky, who had a small electronic device from the 1990s that uh, beat it out music, and then he rapped to it, and uh, it was unique. It was a unique experience. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my cup of tea. I loved Snail. They were amazing. But here's the thing that I got to tell you about this house show, okay? Um, I thought there was a lot of hipsters that came out to a comedy house show, which is rather specific kind of aesthetic that I thought was really just going to, it was exactly this one kind of person would come out to a comedy house show. You know what I mean? We're talking about a guy with, who hasn't shaved a lot, owns a lot of flannel, has jeans that actually don't really fit him anymore for one reason or another. That's the kind of person who comes out to a comedy house show. Um, all kinds, really. But that's the, that is the paradigmatic comedy house show attendee. Next to that is uh, mostly regular people. But here's the thing, the ho- the music show, the house music show draws a very unique crowd of uh, of people. Um, this one especially because it was also the Halloween show. So there's all these people wearing costumes and stuff that showed up. And it, it, uh, if you have never seen a dejected hipster's costume, I mean, it is the most the lowest of effort coupled with the highest amount of irony. It is like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm an angel, but I've just got these angel wings and ripped up jeans, like costumes, right? Like, you're right. You are both festive and over this holiday at the same time. I don't know how you do that mental gymnastic, but you should probably be on the U.S. Olympic team. So (laughs) how show is filled with these people. (laughs) And uh, what I learned is that uh, when Gloria and I are among normal people, we are the weird couple because she's super into yoga. She's a novelist. She's a writer. Uh, she uh, she's, she's in that world of things. I'm a comedian. Uh, I do CrossFit. Uh, all of this stuff. We, you know what I mean? Like I've written stuff. I do this podcast. You know. <laughs> you know because you're listening to it. But... We're very strange people. Among normal people, you know, like we'll go out in River North here in Chicago once in a blue moon and meet up with friends or something who will have conversations like, you know, just, we, we're just trying to find a good, uh, you know, just a good, just a good welcome mat. We're just trying to find a good welcome mat for our apartment. We're trying to find a good one that reflects who we are. One says, go away. Isn't that funny? <laughs> like that's, that's the level of humor amongst one type of person that we hang out with. And we are the weirdos uh, in that group. But when we go to a hipster party, when we go to a house music show, we are as normal as normal gets. We are John and Jane normal. You know what I mean? We, I mean, <laughs> we could, we should, the only thing that would have made us norm, more normal at that party is if we had driven up in a minivan. You know what I mean? Like, if we had started talking to other people about our 401ks, like, <laughs> they would have been like, 401k, that's a great band, right? And did you hear that they're going to do Lala this year? It was a very eclectic group of people, to say the least. Uh, one girl, oh, man. And this, so here's the thing. I got into this, this storyline here 
to tell you guys about this one girl. And I'm going to use her real name because you know what? Uh, no one is ever going to hear this. <laughs> one day, maybe one day this podcast will absolutely blow up and it'll be like really wonderful. Like I will, you know, it'll be a, a huge thing that'll happen. But uh, probably not. <laughs> Just being realistic. I'll work like it is. You know what I mean? I'm working like it is. Uh, we'll share it everywhere. You guys might have come here from Cora and things like that. We'll get into some some Cora stuff at some point, but uh, <laughs> maybe it won't work out. If it does, maybe I'll have to eat all these words later. But uh, there was this one girl who Gloria and I were sitting on the floor. It was, you know, it's an apartment, different places to sit, couches. It was really a wonderful place that her friend Christian owns, and uh, there was just different. You know, there's a lot of people, so we sat down on the floor to watch the show and. You know, shuffling up next to her on the floor is a girl who uh, could not have been trying harder to look just, uh, you know, apathetic and also ironic at the same time. I mean, this was a girl who had mastered a skill of being like, oh, these? I just found these at a resale shop. I mean, I had to thrift, you know. I was just looking for boots that like really said, who is Kiana Rose? That's her name. That is her that is her name. That is her name. Kiana Rose. Kiana Rose. It's not the most white girl name you've ever heard. Actual thing she said to me. <laughs> she she shuffles up next to Liz. She's wearing a band t shirt from a band nobody's heard of. I don't even know if that band exists. I don't know. I it might not, as far as I know. That's about as hipster as you can get. If you like a band that doesn't actually exist, that plays music in a tune that's in, imperceptible to human ears, that's like, oh yeah, have you not heard of Dog Whistle Harmony? They only play octaves that are imperceptible to human hearing. <laughs> it's pretty eclectic. Anyway, they're very influential. I'm sure you'll start seeing their work appear in popular music in like ten to twenty years. Whew. Anyway, she walks up, and she's got this recording device. She sits next to my lovely girlfriend who is only trying to enjoy the music and goes like, hey, pardon me, do you mind if I could you, do you mind holding this recording device? She takes out this, like, digital recording device, which is attached via a wire to a microphone, and the microphone is the kind of microphone that, like, Bob Barker would hold on <laughs> The Price is Right. I mean, it's like a – it's a mic. It's like a stand up and talk to a crowd of people, Mike. And she <laughs> starts <laughs> just wielding this mic like a wand toward the direction of the band. This is a girl who's sitting cross-legged Indian style on the floor. Here, hold my digital recording equipment while I crane the neck of this mic into the performance space. You know what I like could, could you what do you, could you, could you be more interruptive, please? Why don't you get on and start, uh, just why don't you put the microphone inside the piano keyboard player's fingers? Would that be okay? Do you want to do that? Why don't we just start aligning what this, why don't you, you know, why don't you, it doesn't end here, folks, by the way. It continues. So she's holding this mic. She's craning it over. She's trying to get it toward the speaker. The recording of this musical performance via this portable recording device must have been uh, like a pastiche 
of like very odd tones because the mic went from the speaker to the keyboard to the guy singing to the crowd to the now it's tapping the ground because she doesn't have good balance. Now it's aimed at the crowd. Now it's aimed at the speaker. Now it's aimed at me going, hey, can you please move over, please? Because you're actually kind of in our way. It was, I mean, I don't know what she's going to do with that. Maybe there's another podcast. Maybe maybe there, maybe you guys should search Kiana Rose under iTunes and see if something comes up. A girl like this has got to, you know, attract a, an orbit of, uh, of half-finished projects into her life. And one of them might be a podcast. So she could <laughs> conceivably... She <laughs> conceivably have a podcast where she introduces you to her experience over this weekend and one of them you're gonna hear somebody going hey can you please move the fuck over please I'm in the middle of my and that's me so that's when that's when worlds collide that's where our venn diagrams overlap right there you know it, here's the thing i don't begrudge anybody for being you know be yourself but like uh, who are you trying to please? You know what I mean? This is like people who like dye their hair. You know what I'm saying? This is like people who dye their hair like a totally weird color. Like not a weird... You know, there are fashionably strange colors. Like all these hipster girls were doing gray. Actually looked good. Some people do blue or teal or red or something crazy like a pink. It's fine. Some of these colors, they look all right. But some of them are like r right out of... They're like way too bizarre. Like a Like a weird electric green that you've trimmed in completely bizarre positions or like a split dye between like a pink and a, like a, you know, and a green or something. Like what? Come on. You're going to, you're going to stage a little silent. No one cares about your tiny individual silent rebellion that's happening here. Like I know you're trying to individuate cause you're like 19, you know, but it just, I, I mean, you know, I don't know when I became an old man, but there's a part of me that's really like, hey, this is, I don't want this in my, why do I have to deal with this? You know what I mean? It's almost like somebody, it's like a, it's like a visual stench. Like if I was wandering around and there was like a really sharp cologne that somebody was wearing, I think I would do the same thing. I'd be like, what are you, what are, what are, what are you, what are you doing, man? Uh, this is just me trying to figure out who I am. Yeah, well, figure it out away from normal people, you know, go take some time. Go to go on a go on a you know a prayer retreat a meditation weekend, you know read some Alan Watts or something. Get a journal, get a notebook, you know watch Chinatown or some other challenging. <laughs> go go to the go to the museum. <laughs> this is it right here. My future family is going to point to the moment. They're not even alive yet, by the way. I don't have any children or anything, which is why I have time to do this podcast. Uh, we'll talk about my friends with kids in a second and how little time they have. God, I love them. And my friends' children. I do. Uh, I do. But they're small time bombs in that they are a bomb that takes away your time. Okay, let's get back to the Keanu Rose uh, situation here. So this this girl, she finishes recording the snail with a Y, and uh, which is a sentence I just said, and <laughs> the party moves on. <laughs> the recording unit goes away. Don't know why she didn't care about Malky, the final person. But Gloria and I are sitting there watching this guy go, um, and I won't begrudge you his description. He's a very nice guy. Wasn't exactly my cup of tea, but, you know, that's okay. Doesn't mean he wasn't talented or good and people didn't like him, because I think they did. But 
I was sitting there kind of being like, all right, this guy's got about 20 minutes. Let's just see this and kind of move on. But as we're uh, as we're sitting there, he starts talking to the crowd, as like rappers sometimes do. And those he's just kind of like, yo, man, who's here to blah, blah, blah? Who's ready to blow it up? And then all of a sudden, this voice comes up from behind Gloria and I. I am. Like, what? We all turn around. Do it, boy. Guess who it is? It's your favorite. It's your favorite vintage clothes, coat wearing, split dye hair, heirloom sunglass wearing inside at night, little blonde Keanu Rose. No portable recorder anymore. That had gone. Flown the coop. Project was dead, along with the many other half-finished projects she had in her life, like her podcast and her novel and her memoir and that band she tried to do and taking guitar lessons and everything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this poor girl. She's probably lovely, actually. If you end up finding her podcast, please send it to me. I'm sure it's great, actually. I'm sure she's a talented. Somewhere in there, there's got to be something that makes her worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's a, I don't know if that's true, but maybe it is. All right, so let's get back to the action. So she starts yelling at this guy, Malky. She's like, ah, oh, come on, boy. Let's dance to some shit. Here's the part where things get weird. Malky is not a rapper that people dance to. Malky is like uh, introspective and uh, talking about, you know, why N-words uh, don't listen to him or why they got problems with each other and like, uh, you know, what, what we're trying to do to solve these problems. It's very, you know, I mean, it's 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 interesting. It's progressive. It's fascinating. Uh, shit, this room is falling apart. There's a lot going on is what I'm trying to say. And but it's not music to dance to. It's music to think to. See, that's a problem with all these hipsters. They're all about <laughs> dancing, not about thinking. <laughs> They're all about changing their Facebook profile pic to match whatever uh, support they're trying to give to whatever massacre just happened in the world. Not about thinking whether or not it's doing any good. Oh, man, I am just this. The, the old man is strong in this podcast. The old man is strong. So uh, this is where it gets weird because um, Malky's not music to dance to. And people are expecting to kind of dance now. So they sort of stand up and he's kind of caught in this very strange position where he's like, uh, that's not really what people do <laughs> due to my music. Yeah, you guys are all standing up like, yeah, you could dance. Maybe. I don't know. All right, let's do the next song. Yeah, and we're trying to stop me, and we're trying to bob me, and then it's like him. Those my rhymes. That's not him. He's very much. He's very. He's more talented than I am uh, when it comes to rhyming, for sure. So everybody's standing there. Nobody's dancing. They're all staring at each other. It's not really a good beat to dance to. He starts messing with the dials on his little 1990s recorder device that take things into all sorts of weird directions. But it the beat's gone or weird. We're not really sure. I guess there's rhythm, maybe. And uh, she keeps going like, yeah, yeah. And it just turned into chaos. What could have been 20 minutes of me uh, tolerating a uh, style of music that I'm not into and maybe discovering something descended into uh, my body attempting to manage the social awkwardness that was occurring around me. <laughs> I'm making it out to be worse than it was. I had had a lot of wine, which helped. Uh, 
but it was uh, not anyway. Let's 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 finish this story up. You guys are already tuned out. What am I talking about? We're talking about Keanu Rose, everybody. That's who we're talking about. Keanu frickin' Rose uh, and her and her little uh, <laughs> her, her little her little uh, <laughs> her little recording device. So here we are. We finished this thing. We go into the kitchen. The uh, the kitchen is filled with all kinds of people. Everybody's drinking. It's been a crazy time. Everybody's like nuts. And I see her in the kitchen and I w- and she is wearing pl- th- I mean clear plastic platform shoes. Clear plastic. They've got a hollowed. They're hollowed. They're meant to have fish in them. I mean, you look at them. They're that's clearly what's supposed to happen. There's supposed to be some kind of liquid and <laughs> she's standing there and I said, "Hey, cool shoes." And she's like, I know, right? These are so good. Like, you need, you can put anything in them. And she starts talking to me <laughs> with her, like, thrifted coat that my grandmother probably wore. My grandmother lived in Chicago. Could have worn it. I don't know. So we're talking to her. We're like, what do you, we're like, what do you do? You're very artistic. What do you do? And she goes, I do photos. Not I do photography. Not I take fix- pictures. She goes, I do photos. And she goes, actually, my focus is analog. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course it is, sweetheart. Of course it's analog. It's got to be. You didn't let a one or a zero anywhere near that stuff. Too modern. <laughs> I like darkroom. Anything that's popular, I'm not really into it. Anything that seems like a complete waste of time based on better practices and technology, that's where the real art happens. I mean, uh, I guess I don't want to, you know, this is, I've turned all of you off to this podcast entirely. Brendan Bitches for 20 minutes is going to become the name of this podcast without a doubt. Uh, Because that's where it's been. It's been 21 minutes. Uh, Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the second The Madness Continues podcast. Uh, I was talking about my friends with kids earlier. Uh, they are, that is a point in your life that I feel like is gonna, it's a, that's a, a, a milestone you can't un get around. That's a place that once you get to it, it's just, it's, a, it's what happens. Totally happens. Is when your kids two there are two milestones in your life related to the kids. The first is when you have friends who have kids, and the second is when you have friends who have kids out of a plan. Very different. The first is when they have the children at all. That's a that's an oopsie. That's a uh oh. That's a oh shit. Because before that, you're just trying to fuck. And you're all right. There we go. There's the uh, NSFW. Uh, you know, eighteen plus, seventeen plus, explicit going on in this podcast right here i said the f-bomb the f-word the big the big four the big one you can't say on tv thanks george carlin anyway the point is is you got these friends because you're trying to like all, all you're trying to do before that is fuck if you're a guy i think if you're i don't know what you're trying to do if you're a girl I'm, I'm 31 years old i don't understand women at all grew up in a family with most of them i don't understand what they want i got one outside of this room right here she's probably overhearing this conversation i got no idea what she wants you know I'm just trying to ride the wave when I catch it. I'm not trying to decide what the ocean is doing, you know. I'm not going to figure the ocean out. I'm just going to be lucky enough to surf a good wave when I get it. 
Uh, that's a great analogy, by the way. I fucking nailed that analogy. By the way, the LSAT, when I took it, nailed that section. Analogous reasoning. Really, really nailed it. Take that, Scott Adams, douchebag. All right. That's a deep cut for some of you guys. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Scott Adams, check him out. Check his <laughs> check his interview with Sam Harris out. Talking about the Trump campaign. Analogous reasoning equals I don't have an argument. No, that's not really how it works, Scott. All right. <sighs> Back to the topic at hand. Friends with kids. Because you get the, the friends who have the kids when they first have them. It's confusing because uh, before that point, you were just trying to fuck. You're just trying to get it in. You're all focused on it. And really, when you're that age in your teens, you know, in your in your mid to late teens, maybe even early 20s, you probably haven't had that much sex if you're a Gen Y. If you're Gen Z, who knows what you have? Nobody knows what you do. You don't even know what sex is. Sex is probably not a word you even use. Sex is probably uh, it's like a, one of those gender words. Like it's laced with microaggressions. The word sex at all might trigger somebody who identifies as asexual or identifies as a word that can't be pronounced properly by human vocal cords. And uh, and then they're triggered, so they got to... Anyway, it's a whole other discussion. The point is this. Everybody's trying to fuck. So then when you have a friend who's a kid, got a kid, suddenly it's like, oh my God, like this could really happen. It's like you guys were all playing touch football and then somebody got tackled and suddenly it all became real. Holy shit, we're really in the yard. People are really getting hurt in this game. Somebody might lose. You get hit hard enough, you might break a finger. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you get bump uglies enough in, in your late teens, somebody's going to wind up with a baby inside of them. You know, that sperm meets the ova, and now you got a whole new human life to deal with, asshole. <laughs> that happened to me. I had friends who had, I won't name them, but I had friends who had kids in high school and uh, end of high school, and that was like a freaky weird. Because I was like, "Shit, man! All I'm trying to do is get this, get this pussy, and I can't even. I can't. What if I bust in it? This will be. That's the goal that I want in life. And if I get a kid, my life is over, dude. It was scary. That's the first time you're a deer in the headlights in that situation. I as a maybe as a woman, as a girl, you know what I mean. You might maybe you know that." But as a boy, it's like you've been getting erections for like 10 years and they don't do anything. You know, you get them all the time. You know, it's not like you have a once a month reminder that your bodies exist to make a baby. It's like you just got these weird boners that are going on all the time that happen in the most random, you know what I mean? When you're trying to get communion at church, suddenly you got a, a you know, you got a, a, a freedom tower in your pants. It's like torture. You know, you're trying to deal with, uh, you're trying to deal with, a, if there aren't any women listening to this podcast, which statistically there are not, uh, <laughs> unless the one in the Russian Federation is, and if you are, then uh, get at me. I want your phone number. So here's the deal. You know what I mean? If you're, I don't think women understand this. When you are a boy, especially a boy between the ages of like nine and 12, when you first start get, getting erections, you are at the mercy of biology. You are a prisoner. You can't, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. You know, you're tortured by hormones. You do not understand that are wreaking havoc on your tiny penis and the space in your pants around it. Like, good luck, buddy. What are you talking about, uh, the Native Americans and social studies? And suddenly you see a picture of a woman whose breasts are not bare, not even, but you got a thought about it, 
And all of a sudden now you can't get up from your desk when the bell rings because your pants are going to pop and your zipper is going to go wide because you wore the pants that were not designed for you at this age. I'm just trying to call it like a, I mean, this is just a reminder. It's not like I had a, you know, I didn't have like a, a big wiener either, right? It's not like a, you know, it's not like I had a big floppy or anything like that. I'm talking about regular children, okay? <laughs> I mean, children, you know, in the age-related sense of the term. I'm not talking about biologically because, I don't know, I guess that's a good, that's a, that's a real question is when does somebody cross over, you know what I mean? Technically, you know, if you're Jewish, it's when you're 13. So, you know, some of you are maybe, oh, man, whatever. This doesn't matter. I'm just saying that, you know, you get a boner when you're 12 years old and a boy. It There's a sense of immediacy that comes along with it that requires you to feel like, yeah, it's like a red alert. You know, this thing needs to get taken care of now. And you can't do it because you got 45 more minutes until the bell rings and the girl in front of you's hair, you can smell it. And you're, all that you're trying to do is stay as still as possible because if this thing gets rubbed in the wrong way, you know, it's curtains for you. You got three more hours until school gets out. Are you going to walk around with a hot load in your pants? Good luck. I, I'm speaking from, you know, personal experience here. You got grandma or other family members who downloaded this podcast. <laughs> uh, I work with some of you. You know what I mean? How did you get fired, Brendan? Oh, I just recorded truths about myself and the internet. Uh, or the, or not. You don't know. You don't, you don't know. This is Vladimir Putin could be bringing this to you. You got no idea. This voice could just be, uh, this could be a voice actor hired to sound like Brendan Lemon on a podcast that uh, was a photoshopped picture of him. And uh, that's how this came to you. You know what I mean? We're living in an era that's only questions and no answers. It's uh, it's a it's a scary time to be alive, exactly like when you're 12 and dealing with boners you don't understand. See how I tied that back in? Here's the thing: you get the you get you, you, it's just a it's a weird thing because that's the whole focus of your life. And then when you have a kid, a friend who pushes out a kid, and then you're like, wow, this is real. This is real life. Like your friend, and then your friend starts going like, yeah, I can't really hang out because I gotta like you know go hang out with my kid. What? What? But then, you know, you write it off. You continue with your life. You're like, okay, cool. I'm just going to use protection. I'll be a safe person. I will continue with my life. Everything will be fine. And uh, mostly it is. And then you hit a second milestone, which is that when you start getting into your, like, mid-20s, you know, you, you graduated from college. If you're me, you graduated from college and then had to overcome the worst job market since the Depression. Thanks a lot, baby boomers. So you have to overcome that. But then there's people who didn't have to overcome it because they made smart decisions in college. And then they get out and they uh, have, they take their girlfriend, they get married, and they're like, oh man, this is so nice. And then two to three years later, when they're in their mid, mid-20s, maybe late 20s, they're like, hey, we're going to have a kid. And they have a kid out of a plan. They planned on that kid. That wasn't a oopsie-whatsie, super surprise, sorry, should have been doing paying attention to my real life. They were like, no, I paid attention to my real life. Now I had this kid. And you talk to him, you're like, man, congratulations. I'm really happy about your child. They're like, yeah, you know, we we wanted one for three years. What? You wanted a fucking tiny version of yourself waddling around your house, pooping, farting, and forcing you to eat them. I mean, feed them. Jesus. Don't eat children, okay? I That was a... 
Don't do that. That's not a good idea. Eating a baby? That's not a real idea. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that, okay? You're not a guinea pig or a, a hamster who just had a litter, okay? Yeah, that's deal with that thought. That's a real thing in the world right there. You know what I mean? These are truths about the world. They might not be comfortable, but your hamster ate its children. Probably. <sighs> it's only the lucky ones, man, that make it. Anyway, let's get back to the matter at hand. Your friends, they got these kids. I had all these friends who were having these kids. They were having the children, and they were out of a plan. And you start talking to them, you're like, oh, what did you do to get ready for the kid? And they were like, well, we, we knew the kid. We, we were planning on it for a while, so we thought, we we're going to buy a house, and then I'd like to start, you know, I really want to make sure that I have enough money to put into it a long-term investment account for my child so that when they grow up, they're going to definitely be able to pay for college. They're going to be able to, you know, they have to make their way in the world. What? How, how, how organized are you? Why aren't you running for political office? You know what I mean? If you can plan a child and then have its future, that kid's you that kid just you just squirted that kid out. Already you got its college fund going. A college fund that in eighteen years is gonna mature and then you could go pay for it. By the way, outside of that, there's like, you know, twenty five years old, you could have got like twenty K in investments that are coming to fruition after a twenty year period of gestation. It's insane. I mean, like that makes you so here's the first situation goes you go, Holy shit. Life is serious. The second thing is, holy shit, these people are serious. It's a whole other existential crisis that you got to have because you're really, you didn't, you know what I mean? I would love to have a kid. Did I plan on having one? No. Did I plan on even being alive at this moment? No. Am I planning on the repercussions of this podcast talking about having floppies at 12 years old? No. So take that, HR director, and my work. I didn't mean this maliciously. I didn't mean it at all. I don't mean anything. <laughs> None of this is premeditated. <laughs> uh, that's the terrifying thing about the internet, by the way. Everything you do is just recorded forever. SoundCloud has all this stuff. You know, maybe one day I'll move this onto some other platform. But for the moment, it's just the easiest thing to do. So it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to click on SoundCloud and take a look? Like, I don't know what to do. You know, you think about this. I got a friend, uh, Corey Wood. I'll say his name because I don't think anyone is listening to this. Uh, Corey Wood, who's a wonderful comedian and a lovely man. Lovely, lovely man. Great guy. Really cares about uh, cares about others. He's doing a coat drive right now. That's true at the uh, Laugh Factory in Chicago. If you bring in a coat, he uh, gives you an extra minute on different shows there. He's a lovely man. He's trying to get coats on people who can't afford them i'm not doing that i'm a far more selfish person than he is i would love an actual i would love to find a real charity actually to to get involved with i support with my money dollars uh planned parenthood and i support because i can't i gotta believe i may have caused one of those sometime and uh let your imagination run wild on that one audience member but also, I support the CFI, the Center for Inquiry, which is a uh, organization that promotes reason and science. And I started supporting them after hearing about them on Sam Harris's podcast. And I thought, in an era of Donald Trump, someone should be standing up for reason. Uh, so I support them at the maximum allowable donation on their page. Uh, so it's not like I do nothing, but Corey Wood is doing that. And uh, I certainly don't care for homeless people. 
Uh, I would at one time, and if anybody's listening to this and you really do hear this, I, please please comment or message. I would like to, I would like to support homeless veterans somehow. I thought about running comedy shows that could have donations for them. It's a really big deal. I uh, I think that's a tragedy. Honestly, there's nothing funny to say about it, um, with the exception that uh, our country doesn't care about you. Hey. hey. Uh, no, it's absolutely terrible, and uh, if anybody has a good charity for it, I'd be happy to support, so please link or message me or comment. But, uh, so Corey Wood, this is a guy who's a wonderful comedian, look him up on, on Google, um, find his clips, he's very funny, he, uh, he's open for Doug Stanhope and all of these things, but he, this is a guy, he's a teacher in the Chicago school districts, he's a teacher, and... He he freaks out. He changes his uh, Facebook name to Corey Mooney. So I'm maybe like totally giving away the game here for you guys. Sorry about that, Corey. But statistically, you're not listening to this. So anyway, he changes his name because a teacher that he's working with gets fired. She gets fired. What? She gets let go because of some bullshit that she commented on on Facebook like, eight years ago, way before she's a teacher, way before she has any, she's not even in college yet, like kind of sort of in college, works for a teacher for years, and then one of her students goes on and online and finds this thing that she posted, apparently not even that bad, not even that risque or, you know, anything, and they fight, they let her go. They were like, sorry, can't have people uh, with any online presence like this. As if they're trying to ignore the fact that these children are going to deal with the same thing in the future. Like, it's insane. Like, if we don't start tolerating the fact that we all have pasts that maybe we're not proud of exactly, like, we're going to be living in a very cold, dog-eat-dog world. It's going to be like the French Revolution. It's going to be like the terror that took place in Place de la Concorde, except without rolling heads off of the guillotine, it's going to be with people getting let go from totally normal job positions because of dick pics. It's the same thing, man. Instead of your head getting cut off, you're you're just going to lose your job because of the head of your dick in a photo. See how I tie those two things together there? That's uh, that's There's probably a word for that in uh, in English, in rhetoric. Anyway, look, the point is it's like I'm terrified because uh, I'm talking. I said floppy once. This stuff follows you forever, man. It's scary. It's weird because uh, it's all happening to these guys on media right now. You know what I mean? All these all these men, these sexual harassing men who deserve many of whom. I don't know. I don't want to say if all of them do, but many of them deserve to go down. Harvey Weinstein, gross. You holy shit. Go down in flames. You know what I mean? Which is nuts because they reported on this like it was like a surprise. Like, like, can you believe this Hollywood producer would do this? <laughs> can you imagine? I'm like, oh man, these guys are like cockroaches, man. For every one that you catch, there's 50 more that you don't. I mean, and right now, I, I just got to imagine the number of, you know, <laughs> opt- optricians in the Los Angeles basin who had to deal with women coming in due to uh, 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 rolling their eyes so hard they damaged them when this thing was coming out. I mean, the <laughs> the level of, like, media, like, where's this outrage been for the last 30 years? 
I mean, they, finally the New York Times got him. Rose McGowan totally, you know, completely uh, redeemed, vindicated. She just, uh, I mean, Jesus, Harvey Weinstein. So then there's like other people. There's all these other people that are, you know, finally all these accusations are flying around Hollywood. They're finally making their way. But it's there's people getting caught in the fray that you're like, I don't know if this is real or not. You know what I mean? Bill Cosby deserved to go down. Totally. We got him. Everything about that that's been said has already been said. Harvey Weinstein, clearly that it's true. Yeah, lose your family. Lose your kids. Don't be a fucking weird-ass dude at 2 in the morning with some strange woman in a hotel and then shoot your load on a plant. That's fucked up. You know what I mean? Get some help. Get a real hooker. She's discreet. You know what I mean? We're going to get this weird, bizarre shit with these Hollywood actresses. Work out something with your wife like a normal adult human, and then go get your rocks off with a lady you can pay the money to and keep it quiet because you got the money. You know what I mean? Why do you got to be pulling everybody into this weird, you know, maybe that's part of it. For, I don't know. I think it's about the power, but uh, who knows? I'm, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be tempted at that level. It's not like I can judge, but I can point fingers. So that's what I'm doing. Anyway, just to, you know, but th then there's all these other accusations coming out against men that you're like, I don't really know if this is exactly true. Because you got, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson gets called out. George H.W. Bush, dirty old man, leader of the free world, you know, for a while. I'm not a giant fan. You know, if he touched a woman's behind without her wanting him to, that makes him a creep. But he's an old man creep. I think it's a different kind of creep a little bit. One that's equally, if not more creepy, but less threatening, perhaps. You know, anyway, the point is, is like all these guys are getting caught up in the fray. And uh, I'm a little bit worried, not because I think I did anything. I don't think I did uh, ever, um, even when I was drunk. I don't think I had the wherewithal <laughs> in my life to make. I'm so worried about making other people uncomfortable, <laughs> which is stand up comedy is like an exercise in masochism for me. Because uh, I don't like making people feel uncomfortable, and you have to in order to get better at stand-up. You have to. You have to make yourself and a whole room full of people deeply uncomfortable based on things that you've said. So clearly there's a part of me that feels like I deserve that kind of reaction. <laughs> so, But I'm saying I, I get terrified, and it's not because I think I did anything. I know that I, I didn't. I've never. Uh, but... I think it's a little bit scary because it's like, you know, the whole, it's it's anti, it's this anti-creep thing, you know. I got a buddy, let me give an example of why I'm afraid. I got a buddy who went on a date with a woman and then uh, didn't hear from her. Had a great time on the date. They, just wonderful, you know, didn't have any, nothing happened and kissed her at the end of the night. She said she had a great time. He said he had a great time. They went their separate ways. Some days later, he sent her a message, and he was like, hey, I'd really like to, you know, love to get together again. Really had a great time with you. Nothing here is nothing back. Some days go by. He sends her another message. He's like, hey, I would love, you know, really enjoyed it. You know, if you've changed your mind or moved on, not a big deal. You can let me know. I just want to let you know I had a great time. And if, uh, you know, if you'd like to, I'd love to get together. So then he gets a message back days later, and it just says, hey, uh, Sorry I've been in the dark. I had a dream in which you made me feel uncomfortable. So I think we're done. What? <laughs> what? I'm the kind of I'm also the kind of I should say this. I'm the kind of person who believes that dreams can be prophetic and that sometimes you do need to listen to them. 
But the idea that, hey, I'm sorry, we had a great time in real life, but your strange astral dream projection made a move on me, and now I can't be with you. You'd be trying to get... He's like, get up on my soapbox. You be trying. You be trying to tell me you need to get fifth dimensional consent now to be the woman. You need to be outside. Even your dream person has to be a gentleman. <laughs> Things that you can't do or control. That's the thing that 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 scares me. It's like I, you can't be creepy, but no man controls what's creepy. I mean, you know the things you can't do. I, I, I there's no, I, you know, I don't want to mince words here. You absolutely know the things you cannot do. You don't walk up behind a woman and just touch her. You don't make some weird-ass advantage. You don't corner her. You don't do a Harvey Weinstein and talk to her in, you know, in a fucking hotel room at 2 in the morning. You don't ask her to your hotel room and show up in a suddenly in a bathrobe. I mean, like, no, everyone knows that's not okay. And if they don't know that it's not okay, it's okay to get them punished for it because they should know because everyone knows it's not okay. But... Just being called creepy, just being a creepy dude, you know, just being conventionally creepy, and like, uh, I said a thing to you, and it made you feel slightly uncomfortable because we're at a party, and I don't know how to talk to people, I don't know, man, I don't control that, women control that, you know, I, there's, I'm just saying, it's a strange, it's a strange world, it's a strange world that we're living in, but, but this being said, and I want to be clear about this, to anybody listening to this podcast, this being said, it is awesome that these dudes are being taken down. You know what I mean? Because it's got to have been a terrible... It's like somebody said this to me the other day. They're like, man, this is kind of fucked up that all these dudes are getting taken down. And I was like, it's not fucked up. It's great. It's like, this is... It's about time, you know? Like, this is the only time in human history this has, like, happened. Like, these guys have been operating, like... And not even in the shadows. They've been like, nah, no, I'll bring a woman in my... Like, so they can't, like a king, like the king of England... Just walking around being like, nah, that woman, I'll take her. Bring, bring her. bring her to my room at 8 p.m. tonight. No, don't let the queen know. Or let her know. I don't give a fuck. I'm the king. Like, that kind of shit's been happening forever. Genghis Khan. Most of the people in the world are descended from him because that dude raped like there was no tomorrow. I mean, just everybody. Anything that moved, that guy did. Killed so many of the world's population. You know what I mean? 17% of everybody who lives on the planet is a descendant of that crazy asshole. You know what I mean? That's just that's just the best example. I mean, there's got to be Harvey Weinstein's operating all over the place. And every time they get taken down, uh, you know, it makes the world a better place. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, we're just trying to navigate this big rock together, this uh, spaceship called Earth. Uh, well, guys, we've hit the 45-minute mark. If you haven't tuned out by now, uh, too, you know, then that's too bad for me because I'm sure you think I'm a misogynist <laughs> at this point. Uh, but I'm not. I I don't think. Uh, I'm, I'm. I think. I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. Um. I, hopefully, you know, take it easy. Have a good day. Have a good commute. Uh, all two or three of you in the Russian Federation who are listening to me. Um, privet, privet. and uh, I would hope to see you again we're going to put this together it's going to be pretty cool my buddy BaseX and Dende are going to put some music together for this thing uh, be well, take care and meanwhile the madness continues take care everybody <laughs>